0: As a young guy, I had a dream that someday I would build the finest organization in professional sports. The prime thing is you have to win, you have to win, otherwise you can't be a success in professional football.
1: Him. The left goes to the right, the right goes to the left. This guy crosses here, he crosses here. They have no idea where we are, who we are, where we're coming from, or who we're throwing to. You
0: can't
2: stop Hunter. We're Stop calling tails!
1: Stop calling tails! It's not! They stay It's so hot sometimes. Jeez. With the flow, too. God bless you. God bless
3: America.
0: Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here! Huddle up!
3: Before I announce the pick, let me just say congratulations and to all the Moms, Happy Mother's Day, to all your Moms, throughout the world.
0: Yeah, Raiders! 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 When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization. And you tell them one thing, just win, David.
1: Raider Nation, welcome back to really a year in review of Behind the Eye patch podcast brought to you by Tyler Birch, who is rarely here, and <laughs> your humble self, Micah. <laughs> Oh my heavens, we missed the lusty voice of Birch, but alas, and a lad, he's got like eight kids, and probably more (laughs) on the way, and is very busy. Anyway, I digress.
2: He's getting ready for that. He's getting ready for church ball in the morning.
1: Yes, yes, church ball. He's already made his own basketball team, working on the second team, and um, yeah, Tyler... Tyler, it's been a few months. It's been a few months.
2: It's been like
1: four. Yeah, we basically <laughs> skipped the entire season. Just pure laziness <laughs> is what it's been, Raider Nation. But I'll be honest with you, was there really a lot to cover, Tyler, the last four it's months? It's
2: like, no, there wasn't. I mean, it, I I had some people ask me, uh, they're always surprised that they're like, you have a podcast? Like, yeah, I do. I, I talk about the Raiders and... Well, when was your last one? It was right before the season, because there was hope and there was love in the air, and there was there was this perpetual feeling of we're gonna be better. And uh, they then 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 they inevitably ask, "Well, what happened?" Well, we lost horribly all year long, so it's just like beating a dead horse. I I I like to talk about new things. I don't like to talk about old things. I exciting right. things, fun things, but Good criminy. what was exciting and fun about this year? Honestly, not a whole lot. No, I mean we had. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll talk about that. So go ahead, sally T- forth.
1: T- Tyler, how long have we been podcasting now? About three years now, three seasons.
2: Uh, i I've been down in New Mexico. Um. 4 years. So it was about the time we I moved down here. So we're so, looking so at I think 4 seasons this four year. 4
1: seasons. Tyler, through all those, I mean, we've we've had one good season, that was last year. Through this behind the eye patch podcast. So really, when you when you mentioned earlier beating a dead horse. I mean, yeah, we were here when they were 6 and 10. I think the next year they went 8 and 8 and then finally they went 10 and 7 and then now we drop back down to 6 and 11. So you know, we have the new development obviously of Derek Carr leaving. We'll get into all of that. Um but Tyler off air, we talked about this and I think a lot of Raider Nation would agree. There weren't even highs and lows with this season. It just felt low from start to finish because when you look, we started off 0 and 3. Now remember, this yes. is a team that dominated during the preseason. That looked crisp, clean, sharp during their joint practices with the Patriots. Didn't we? Was it just the Patriots? Seems like yeah, we did they was
2: rickrolled it? them. Like yeah, it, it was like Devontae Adams for forty yards and cars dropping dimes and Mac Hollins and Hunter Renfro and uh uh, it T was, Billy. Johnson was was on the team at that time. What a change in roster, might yeah. I add, um, from the time of, of those days till now, the darkened days when men's uh, morals fail them and when their courage is gone. Like, that oh <laughs> seems like so long ago. And in four months, like we've turned into Middle Earth, it feels like.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, cause we, so we start out 0-3, then we beat the Broncos, right? Little moral victory, love that, obviously don't hate that. Then you turn right around and you lose to the Chiefs, all right? But remember, you you beat, I won? Yeah, yeah, yeah and you, you, you beat Bron- the Denver, Denver, but at that time you're 1-3, so we have a lot of catching up to do, right? So then we turn around, we lose to the Chiefs, so now we're 1-4. The following week you go beat the Texans, like so what with that one? I, I don't even know if the Texans had a win at that time. <laughs> So, but still, you're two and four. You're playing catch-up. So, it's like, well, you know, if we're going to make a move, we got to make it now. Then you come out and you lay then three. Then you go to New Orleans. Yeah. Three and, absolute And you don't stinkers. cross
2: the 50-yard line. Yeah. Don't cross the 50-yard line with Derek Carr all game and you get wiped out 24 to nothing. Right. So much for that turning things around, huh?
1: And then you go up, I believe, it's by 17 on Jacksonville and lose that game. You go up by double digits on the Colts and you lose that game. Jeff
2: Saturday's only win as an interim head coach, might I add.
1: So at that point, you know, we rattled off three wins in a row after that. But at that point, we had lost, we were two and seven. So even the three wins in a row, still, it was kind of hollow, we move up to five and seven, and it's like, well, you know, if there's a time to make a move, it'd be now. Then you absolutely just lay a big old egg against <laughs> Baker know, Mayfield, who hadn't even been in town for 48 hours. Make no. him look like Joe Montana. And <laughs> and so you lose that, yeah. which pretty much ends your season. Then you yep. beat the, the Patriots really just. Gave us an early Christmas gift is what it was. I mean, let's be honest. We were well on our way to losing that game as well. Um, And then the Patriots just totally brain farted that game to us. So we win that one. And then it's like, hey, look, you know, beat the Steelers and we're right back in. And and you lay a big old egg there as well. So it was never we won six games. True. But dude, I felt like we were kind of just when you look at the wins, we were kind of like we, we were beating up the scrawny kid on the playground, you know? It wasn't like it wasn't even like we went toe to toe with somebody our own size. You know, it was like, "Hey, here's the kid who's got like he's on crutches and he's got an arm in <laughs> a sling, and we just came over and pummeled him." You know, and we feel real good about ourselves now. It's like, "Yeah, yeah, see I beat someone up today. It's like, well, yeah, but Timmy like just got out of the hospital yesterday. <laughs> so, he's heavily sedated. That's what it felt like all season <laughs> long with our wins. And so it didn't it wasn't even like I tried to scrounge something around Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, we won the two games right before Thanksgiving, one right after, and it was like, ah, this feels good, like a little a little uh pre-holiday merriment here. But then just Kind of went right back down to the gutter. So it just was one long low to me. I, I Like when the season finally ended in Kansas City, I was just, it almost felt like a weight off my shoulders, Tyler. Honestly, it was like, ugh, finally, we can could, we, we could put this, like it's in the past now. The season's over. It's done. We don't have to keep living through this nightmare and we can just try to pick up the pieces and rekindle that hope in the off season you know because that's about all we've been able to cling to as Raider fans for the last well 22 years now but what say you is that about sum it up for you as well
2: yeah that's pretty good summation the one fun thing that happened this year uh people may not know this I I live in New Mexico Micah lives on the eastern seaboard. Birch lives in Utah um and so we don't really ever get to hang out with each other um on a regular basis not that we ever did True. when when Micah was out west either but we had the chance of watching games together and mm. uh I got to I got to take in that um the Rams game with Birch and even though they lost it was still fun to be to be with Birch uh, in that moment, uh, was it fun? No, uh, but I had to share the it, pain it was with good him. To be, that was like my highlight is I got to hang out with one of my buddies, watch a Raiders game, and they lost <laughs> so, <laughs> to Baker Mayfield, who hadn't been in town for more than 24 hours. So, you know, kudos, kudos to the Raiders. I, there were some good things, though, Micah. I mean... When when it comes down to it, uh, we had hold on. I got yeah, you're you're my that's
1: statisticians. Right. We had moral victories uh, within the season. That's we fair. had
2: some. Uh, the first time a Raider has led the league in rushing yards since yes. Marcus Allen did it in 1985. Bravo, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Bravo. Uh, he had 2,053 yards from scrimmage, Um, and I saw a crazy stat, Micah, like 1,800 yards came after first contact, or it might have been more. It was like, there were only like a couple hundred yards where he wasn't touched on having to break a tackle to get those yards. That was quite impressive to me.
1: That is. That is. That... And yeah, then, had a season. And then we
2: also had like one of the leading receivers in the NFL and Devonte Adams. Um, I think he had
1: well what done, did he Adams. Have?
2: 14 a little over 1500 this
1: year. Oh yeah. 14 touchdowns over 1500 receiving yards.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't all negatives. Mostly on the defensive side of the ball was all negatives. Um, I but can't find Max a single Crosby. positive
1: on the on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, Crosby got a bunch of pressures this year, so yeah, but that helps, right? <laughs> He's
1: the pressure king, and we paid Chandler Jones a big fat check to show up for like a game and a half in seven. Yeah, he games. had a
2: a, 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 a no, it's in that Patriots game. I didn't know that a backwards pass is considered a fumble, even though you pick it off in the air. So it wasn't an interception for uh a touchdown in that game in which he gave Mac Jones the business. Yeah, um that was awesome. But he had a technically a fumble recovery for a touchdown in that game. And that's that's pretty much sums up his season right there. You yeah, know, it, it s- wasn't great.
1: Right. Is it sad that I almost feel like that was like that might be like the highlight play of the entire season? that stiff arm of Mac Jones into the ground and, and the walk off scoop and score. Like I'm trying to think there were no other real plays to me that jumped out this year. That was like, like, you know, game winning, you know, at the end or, you know, big catch for the touchdown to, to, to win it. Um, I guess Devonte Adams, didn't he have a walk off against Denver to win it? Wasn't this? Yeah. Second one in overtime. Yeah, Devonte yeah. Adams just, Double move, just, just totally faked out the den, entire Denver defense. So that's another one as well, but it was hard.
2: To- another good, like that, that, uh, what was it? 81 yard run by Jacobs to just like to beat the Seahawks. That oh, one was an right. overtime as well. The walk off, uh, right. I guess run off touchdown. So in that one, not really walking. You can dig in,
1: uh, and and I'm trying not to be a negative Nelly just because there's just so much to be negative about, Tyler. I, it's it's hard with this franchise right now to really be positive because it just seems like, not that doesn't seem, there are so many problems at every level, and we'll get into that as the podcast unfolds, but yeah, I mean, good point, Tyler. We do need to, Jacobs needs to get credit. Um, along those lines, uh, I'll, you know, I want to dive right into that right now. I want to give Jacobs credit; dude was awesome. He balled out. I've loved the Jacobs pick ever since they drafted him. Tyler, do you think they should pay him and keep him around next year?
2: You know, that's a good question. For as much as of the offense as he generated this year, I think you almost have to. Uh, I, and and that brings up more questions, Micah, right. like. Um, you know, who's going to be the quarterback next year, right? It, who's, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen there? Because the, which goes into a completely different topic, but yes, I think you, I think you do have to resign him. What are you going to pay him though? A franchise right. tag for a running back is $12.5 million next year. And will so, he play?
1: Like I, because you know those guys will get franchise tagged, and then they they hold out. You know I you know. wouldn't play if I were Jacobs. Look, you just led the league in rushing yards. The, imagine leading the league in rushing yards and then the team being like, "All right, goodbye." Like that would almost be unconscious.
2: It's, it's kind of like Lamar Jackson's situation in a way. That's like, fair. He was close to he what he. Was he the league MVP and then they franchise tagged him? They've, I, I believe they've franchise tagged him a couple years now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, like being an MVP caliber player and then being like, ah, we got this one year prove it deal. Take it or leave it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And, and you can't really go away from it unless you hold out.
1: Right. Where do you think the Raiders would have been this year without Jacobs? I think the Raiders would have probably had the top, three picks in the draft. Um, so, yeah, you, you have a running back. It's not like Jacobs, you know, had one of these seasons where he has had in the past where he, you know, he's out three or four games in a season and, you know, maybe finishes in the top 12, 15 of running backs. And then now it's like, okay, now I want big money. Like the man just came out on a in a contract year and just dominated, start to finish dominated. And I don't see how you can look at that and be like, yeah, you know, that's not enough. Bye. Um, I, in my, like, I would be extremely disappointed in the Raiders, which wouldn't be the first time uh, if they let him walk. Nor, that, nor that, will it
2: be the last. <laughs> no,
1: no. Um, But I, I think that has to be a priority. It would be like, it'd be like, you know, Renfro or Waller having one of the seasons that they had and then being like, yeah, no, that's not good enough. I mean, Renfro last year was considered like possibly the best slot wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, he was his name and Cooper Cup were brought up in the same sentence often. Um, Waller is considered minimum top four tight end in the NFL. Minimum. And then just being yeah, like, yeah, nah, never mind. We can do better elsewhere. Now that brings up the same question so that both like both those guys this year missed about half the season. I believe I had uh Waller only played eight games Renfo I believe played nine um so there's all I mean but that that's with anything Tyler. I mean injuries happen. you can't predict that. certainly nobody's trying to get injured um right but you but you do want to look at is what is the history of that you know Waller now, if I'm not mistaken. He's he's starting the to miss. Last two years, he yeah he has
2: struggled to stay on the field.
1: Yeah. And that's concerning to me. Now, as we've talked, as we kind of segue into this, too, talking about other players, you know, Waller's been a name. Apparently, you know, early in the season, the Packers made a hard push for him. Uh, I think McDaniels did the right thing, kept him around, and Ziegler did the right thing, kept him around, kept that unit as a whole for Derek Carr there to work with. Um, But it wouldn't. That's the one name to me, Tyler. That wouldn't shock me if the Raiders traded. If all of a sudden you found out they got a second and a sixth for Waller or something like that, Um, that wouldn't shock me. If his name, uh, I would be, I would be shocked and disappointed if they didn't give Jacobs the money and secure him and, and keep him a Raider. It certainly sounds like he wants to be a Raider. And I love hearing that, especially after the season we had. I mean, I'm surprised we don't have players running for the hills, Tyler. I mean, I'm surprised we don't have players yeah. that are like, get me out of here. I This is so dysfunctional. So that speaks to something there within the culture, I have to think. Because Adams could have very easily said, yeah, nah." I, I I you know you know he could have been vague about it. he could have been like you know we'll see what the future holds which is aka for yeah I think I'm done here after they benched Carr but Adams has made it clear that he's like no nah, you know I I love like I enjoy being here you know I I'd like to stay so right so there's something I mean the, as much as we give McDaniel's a hard time somebody's buying into that you know, these players certainly aren't kicking him to the curb yet anyway. Um, Because if McDaniels were as trash as you think he was on social media, you wouldn't have, I mean, Adams would be booking the next flight out. You know, Jacobs would be like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And of course we haven't hit the off season yet. So, you know, we still got to wait to see what happens, but these players are coming out and talking like, nah, man, like, we're not all just because car's gone doesn't mean, you know, all hope is lost. Like, you know, we, we want to stay like, give, you know, let's make this thing happen. so I think that speaks more to kind of what they think about car than maybe what they think about McDaniels right now. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I can't disagree. I mean, if, if my boss is there, I'm not going to be talking smack, To him and I'm, and in the media anymore, like I'm not going to be talking smack about my coach to anybody because yeah, that's, that can be a career killer. So there's that. I mean, you could take that side of it as well. Say, well, Adams just doesn't want to kill his career or, you know, whoever just doesn't want to be a jerk, which, and be unemployable. You don't want to look that way. Um, So, yes, it could be that they, and it could be that they do like McDaniels. Maybe they, you know, I Devontae Adams said he enjoyed playing with Derek Carr. At the same time, he also said, I didn't come here just to play with Derek. He's a good friend of mine. I wanted to be a Raider. They're my favorite team growing up. I wanted to play for him. And I, I think, you know, that when he came out and said that, I thought, you know what, he, he really does. He wants to be a Raider, and I'm happy with that because I sure don't want to lose him in the offseason. You, me, and Birch have had that discussion. Does he stay? Does he go? Is he ticked that Carr got benched? It, it didn't really seem like it. I, I And yeah. once again, your demeanor can be different and what you really think deep down inside can be one thing. You're just doing lip service to the media, you know? Right, And and it can be that. But it's really odd to me that Jacobs has come out and says, I really want to be a Raider. The money's got to be right, but it kind of sounds like he would take a discount. He really enjoys it there. Uh, Crosby signed this big extension. He really wants to be there still. And so you've... I mean, I guess the big elephant for... It's not even an elephant. It's like the I don't know what it is, Micah, but the big thing is Derek Carr, for the first time in nine years, will no longer be a, a raider, right and, and he came out today um, today's Thursday and he came out and wrote this thing on Twitter. and now everybody's everybody's got their own opinions on Derek Carr. And I if if you're okay with it, I'd like to put my thoughts out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, just it's, for the
2: record,
0: yeah, and it's just be done with it the room. For forever.
1: Yeah, let, let's. Nah. I mean, this obviously, this is this is what kind of this episode's been building up to. This is the big news that's happened, and yeah, let's just what what what, what, did, what did what is your takeaway of all this? I'm I'm curious to I, know because you haven't even voiced that really to us, you know, off. I
2: yeah, because I can't. I I don't really know it. Derek Carr's been a Raider for nine years. There's been times when I thought, Derek Carr is going to lead us to the promised land. I will, I will be the first to admit that. And then something happened on Christmas Eve 2016, and that Derek Carr has not been the same since. It has been a different Derek Carr. He seems scared. He his footwork in the pocket is horrendous. It's not just me that says that. There's uh, the QB coach on Twitter. I think it's uh, his last name is Sullivan. And if I remember right, at one time, he was a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and he breaks down mechanics and everything like that. Great account to follow if you really like football like myself, and I like learning about things like that. Cars mechanics and his footwork in the pocket are trash. He and even he has said they're really bad. He overthrows receivers because his feet aren't good. He underthrows receivers because his feet aren't good. He gets scared, Micah. I mean, you, me, and Birch. As soon as as soon as he gets a little bit of pressure, he just folds into a ball. That bothers me. I, it was a breath of fresh air to watch Stidham manipulate the pocket around him and take off and run in that game against the 49ers. Um, I do appreciate what Derek Carr has done in nine years. Has he always had, he's always been very, you know, classy and, and well demeanored, um, sometimes too too much well demeanored. I would have liked him to get in somebody's face once in a while when they make a when they don't make the play that they should. Um you know there are some good highlights. The Chiefs game comes to mind. Uh that the Broncos game this year where he dropped the dime to, to moved up in the pocket and and dropped a dime to to Devontae Adams. I think if there's one word that I would sum up Derek Carr's career as, it would be inconsistent. Because there are times when the dude looks like he is the man. He is the guy to lead the Raiders to the promised land. And the promised land being the Super Bowl. That's always your goal. I mean, but he couldn't even get us a playoff win, Micah. Not even one. He has one playoff in his entire career because he missed the one because he broke his ankle against the Colts. He has all the Raiders' all-time passing records, but he's also been here for nine years. <laughs> I also feel like the NFL has changed since Ken Stabler was here in the 70s. I feel like the NFL has changed since the 1980s. Like The big problem that I will have with Carr always is that, number one, The inconsistency. Number two, he just could never take that next step to the next level. He's a mid-tier quarterback. If you want to call him top 15, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But he just is not the guy who takes people to the next level. We've said it on the podcast a billion times. He needs talent around him. This year, he went out and got Devontae Adams one of the top receivers in the NFL. He got Josh Jacobs behind him. He didn't have a ton of time with Waller, didn't get a ton of time with Renfro, but Mac Collins sure as heck stepped up, and he was playing behind a top 12 offensive line, and the guys still just could not get it done. So that inconsistency of looking really good, but then you could say... Well, what's he going to do on this drive to screw up the game? There was always that doubt in the back of your mind. I don't feel like franchise quarterbacks leave doubts in the back of your mind. Like, is he going to fumble? Is he going to reach the ball out and it goes, you know, fumbles it through the back of the end zone? That happened on multiple occasions. It just, I know he got dropped in a, in a tough situation. I mean, when he came in in 2014, the there was there was salary cap crap going on there were horrible coaches there were there's a lot of change in his nine year career. The problem is is the one thing that is consistent is in his career is the inconsistency and yes, there were changes there were defensive changes. He never had a great defense, but when it comes down to it, Derek Carr needs a Ravens like defense to win and to succeed or a Bucks of la- of yesteryear um a couple years ago when the Bucks had a great defense and won yeah. won the super bowl he doesn't have that in Las Vegas and he can't take t- the team on his back to another level and overcome that great example you're still uh, eligible for the playoffs, you go into Pittsburgh and you lose to a rookie and you put up 10 points with Devonte Adams, Waller, Jacobs, and Renfro all healthy. You can't do that. You, you yeah. just can't do that and expect to keep your job. And I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Do I? Th- yeah. And that's how I kind of feel about Carr. There are lots of apologists, Micah. There are also people who hate him. I'm kind of in the middle. I get it. He's, he had a rough situation, but, you know, there are rough situations where quarterbacks come in and change those situations, and I don't feel like he ever did that. I don't feel like he ever had the moxie to take his team to the next level. Did Is McDaniels the greatest coach ever? No, I think McDaniels stinks. But at some point, you have to move on to a quarterback. You can't just stay at a mid-tier quarterback and be like, "Yeah, we're everything's okay. We're fine. Uh, the The defense sucks, but Carr's a mid-tier quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna be fine. He's gonna take us all the way. You gotta move on. You gotta make some changes. And I think the only way that the Raiders can do that is by moving on from Derek Carr. Do I hate to see him go? Not really. I don't. I There's a, in my brain, his record, what was it? 60, hold on, I have it right here. 63 and 79 over nine years. And, and it's just like made the playoffs twice, played in one playoff game in nine years. What other quarterback gets a leash like that? Yeah. But none. Yeah. None that I know of. So, at some point, you have to move on. Does he go to another team and help them? Sure, maybe. But you better not hope that you're the Jets and you trade for him because it's cold. And, and like, we've talked off air. Where does he go? Well, maybe Miami. Maybe he goes to Tampa Bay. Maybe he goes to, I've heard Carolina is interested in him. And teams that feel like they're a quarterback away, that's all they need is somebody to come in and be a good quarterback. Well, Carr can be a good quarterback. He's not going to be a great quarterback. I don't, and, you know, to say like I wish him luck, sure. I. But really, I'm just kind of excited for next year. I don't know who's going to be at the quarterback position. I'm not a head coach, but if I'm looking at options, I I think moving on is the right decision. He yeah. needs a new start. The Raiders need a new start. If you want me to say wish him the best of luck, good best of luck. But I am excited to to move on and see what else has in store. Like I've told you, I would rather just suck suck be at the top of the draft for a few years than then continue to be mid and not I mean, we're not even mid, really, this year. We're picking number seven. That's pretty garbage. And so I would rather just be really bad for a few years, hopefully hit on some picks for once in a, you know, a change. For a change, hit on a couple picks. But that's how I kind of stand on Carr. I, he had some good plays. He's way too inconsistent for me, and, and that's how I feel. Sorry for the long monologue.
1: Well... To that point, yeah, because I, I don't understand the send off that he's getting personally. I mean, everybody, I told you, it feels like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. You know, that's what it seems like on Twitter and on Bleacher Report and all this stuff. And everybody's like throwing roses as he walks down the street out the gates. You know, throwing roses in the pathway. And it's like, wait, how many, how many times did we win the AFC? West title in nine years? Oh, zero? How many playoff wins does he? Oh, zero, too. Super Bowl win? Zero as well. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And, and like, everybody's like mourning the fact that he's like, and I'm going, you know, I, I can understand this kind of outpouring for Tom Brady after he just brought your, you know, your squad your league your your team six Super Bowl rings or or anybody else out there who won at least something you know I mean shoot even Philip Rivers of yesteryear I mean he had playoff wins made it to AFC championship game I think at least a couple times in his career you know they won AFC West title a few times like like but for Carr, and 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 the thing that keeps coming back to uh, that you'll always hear is that he never had a good defense. Oh, there was a, a coaching turnover. Those are the two things that just that that, that keep, keep getting brought up. And sure, that, you know those happen. Does that help? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what? Patrick Mahomes shouldered. The Kansas City Chiefs on the way to the Super Bowl. Remember the Chiefs' defense a couple years ago? Dude, they were terrible. I think they were ranked like bottom five in the league. But the Chiefs still made the Super Bowl. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes is elite. And he shouldered that entire team. Carr can and will never do, cannot and will never do anything like that. Carr is not that type of quarterback. Um. So so, there are examples out there, all kinds of examples out there. Look at the Buccaneers, dude. Now their defense now currently ranks thirteenth in the league, and is their division cheeks? Sure, but Brady and company got it done. Brady's uh, Brady for a lot of people, according to a lot of people, has really struggled this year. Dude's got like a thousand more yards passing than Carr this year. Numbers way better than Carr. Uh, but that's what and elite he's
2: 45 and he set and his, he superseded himself with the most completions and attempts in a season at 45.
1: I mean, that's insane. So there are, it, it's, it's doable. My point is sure. You have coaching turnover. Sure. You don't have a great defense, but it's doable. It's very winnable. And to the defensive point of the ball, Tyler, you know, we talk about this. Everybody talks about the numbers. People love to talk about. Oh, you know, Carr over his nine seasons had like an average, like 32nd best defense. I don't care who's playing quarterback. You could never win anything. False. Because, you know, this year, the Raiders needed to score three points against the Cardinals in the second half. You know how many he scored? Zero. Oh, Renfro and Waller were in on that game too, by the way. So he had a full compliment. Yes. Full compliment. They needed three points in the second half to win that game. None. Uh, zero points against the Saints. Nothing. Uh, Renfro Didn't was there. Cross,
2: Wal- I mentioned this before. They did not cross the 50-yard line with None. Carr in the game.
1: No. And he not had Renfro. The 50 was yard line. But he has Renfro. He has Adams. He has Hollins. And the number one running back in the NFL. Uh, Jags. Zero second half points. Another team we had a double-digit lead on. Zero second half points, lose that game. Rams, three second half points against the Rams. All you needed was six. You needed a touchdown or two field goals. I mean, just get them into field goal range twice. That's all you needed. Nothing. Oh, and uh, you know, and you know, you can say, eh, you know, Renfro and Waller weren't in on that game. So whatever. But Renfro was going back. Renfro was there um, during the Jags game. Uh, Waller and Renfro were there for the Steelers game. And as you mentioned, Tyler, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Zero second half points from the offense. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think, and I'm not very good at football, but I think the quarterback is the leader of the offense. No.
2: I as mean, as far as I know, that's yes. As and some as, people and may te- say now. Yeah. They say, well, it, it's McDaniel's or McDingleberries or McNuggets or McDank, whatever you want to call him. There's, there's always something that it's not Derek Collar's fault and, with people who really, 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 right. really love him.
1: Right, and and and, but, but my point being, and it was more rhetorical. Um, Sorry. Uh, of course. The quarterback is the leader of the offense. In fact, most would consider the quarterback to the, be the leader of the entire team. That's what... You don't see defensive tackles winning Heisman trophies. You don't... I mean, you, you don't see... You know, you might see a running back, a wide receiver here and there. Uh, but quarterbacks... I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the last couple of years, it's been like a room entirely set of quarterbacks for Heisman Entire yep. Quarterbacks are the leaders of a team. So... I don't understand this, and I got in a conversation with a guy today, who basically broke it down for me like this. And in his mind, it was crystal clear. The defense is horrendous, which I, I, I,
2: I'll I give agree him that.
1: Yeah, I, I have no problem with that statement. But when the offense is bad, it's McDaniel's fault. It's the receivers' fault. But it's never Derek Carr's fault. So no. when the defense is bad, it's the defense as a whole. When the offense is bad, it is everybody else except Derek Carr. And in his mind, that is exactly how it was. And it's it's obvious. And if you don't see it that way, you're a casual. You don't know football. And and there's a disconnect, Tyler. And it's why you can't. I can't even uh argue. Because the, the the logic there is no logic in the argument. Carr is completely not to blame. It, it in so many people's eyes, um, that you you can't argue points with people be, when it comes to Derek Carr. Also, um, needed thirteen second half points against the Titans. Couldn't get that either. Um, I mean, we watched the the Steelers game. I watched Derek Carr overthrow receivers not once not twice i think i counted like half a dozen times where he was overthrowing yep. wide receiver. a couple of crucial times to like Devonte adams where it was like that would been a huge game like there's your field goal right there overthrows him
2: right and, and well and the last the last throw to renfro he the overthrew last throw to renfro. renfro
1: dude if he and that hits was an renfro, if he hits renfro they're in field goal range or i give you this as well you hit renfro in stride maybe renfro He's- makes a move makes one he man miss gone. and he's gone and you have a walk-off touchdown. So, so I agree. there were so many points this season where nobody played complementary football. The defense would get it done in the first half. And so when it was time for the offense to take over, they wouldn't. The offense would come back. They would storm the courts. You know, they get, they, they, they almost have the Rams put away. But then the defense would let Baker Mayfield look like, you know, Patrick Mahomes out there 24 hours after touching down in L.A. Same thing uh, uh, at the Chiefs game. You know, you work your way back in. First off, you're up 17 to nothing. The defense did their job at some point there. You're up 17 to nothing. Can't maintain that lead. Can't maintain that lead. Lose it at the end, 29 to 30. So, so there's uh, my point is there's plenty of blame to go around. And you want to point at McDaniel's? I'll agree in some points. You want to point at the defense? Absolutely. I've got no qualm. I've got no. I've got no bone to pick about any of those points. The what I have a problem with is that nobody is willing, or, or the the people who defend Car, the people that are just like, oh my gosh, it's just like I I hope he goes somewhere and just balls out like we know he's going to because he's just the most amazing quarterback. It's like he Carr never did any wrong while he was here, never had anything, could never had any blame. It was always somebody else except yep. Derek Carr. And we watched from year one to year nine the same mistakes being made. The overthrowing, you could count on Derek Carr to overthrow a wide open somebody, at least it seemed like once a game, twice a game. And it was like, why? <sighs> What, what is this? Like, this is something you expect the first maybe two, three seasons out of your quarterback. But if somebody's going to reach that great-slash-elite level, they stop doing stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying they don't ever not overthrow something, But with Carr, it was so—it happened every week. It hap- I, I guarantee you, you could sit down, and in every game this year, you could watch him overthrow at least one wide-open tight end, wide receiver, somebody at least once a game. I'll bet he averaged two to three— Overthrown passes again, a game. And that kind of stuff is game-changing, especially when you're talking about here. Look, you needed three points here. You needed six points there, uh, three points here. Like, all of a sudden, you go from six and nine to, you know, 10 and seven. And it's like, or six and ten to, to six and 11 to 10 and seven, and it's like, holy cow, we're in the playoffs. Or, hey, you're in it down the stretch. There's something to play for. And again, that just comes back to your point, Tyler, the inconsistency, the inconsistency It was just off the charts with Derek Carr. And honestly, I was ready to move on personally about three years ago. And I think if we would have moved three years ago, you would be getting a first round for Derek Carr. Shoot, you might have gotten a couple of first rounders for Derek Carr three years ago. Now, we're stuck in this situation. Um, You know, we got all this stuff going on. We can get into that in a minute. But yeah, for me, like Stephen A, and maybe a lot of people heard this, but he... He hit the nail right on the head. Stephen A. Smith, I don't I don't typically listen to their show, but it was brought up when on kind of his thoughts on Derek Carr. Raider Nation's gonna miss Derek Carr the man, but not Derek Carr the quarterback. And I thought I don't think you could put it any better than that right there. I like Derek Carr as a man. I think he he is an awesome individual. Um, I don't like the way he was treated on the way out, not after nine seasons. I think that was stinky to like bench him, but it was Carr's decision then to leave the building and to go, okay, you know what? I- I'm just going to step away from the team. Then he could have stuck around. He could have done interviews. Who knows? Who knows exactly? I mean, there were reports coming out saying, look, Ziegler and Daniel, they wanted him to start the last two games. There are reports coming out saying no, that was totally Mark Davis. Say it no, bench him, bench him because I don't want we don't want I don't want to pay him this money. So so. Carr could have stuck around and and at least, you know, said his farewells, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I don't like the position they put him in either. I don't agree with that. Not after nine seasons. Let the man have a walk off. Let the man, you know. Cheer, let, let let him get a standing ovation from Raider Nation, even if they take the L against Kansas City final week of the year. Um, let give him that after nine seasons. I don't disagree with that, but I don't disagree with letting him go either. I don't disagree with finally cutting bait and saying it's time to move on. I like I said, for me personally, I was ready three years ago, and now it's kind of a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, finally. We've known us three, we've known it's we, we need to do something different. We're not going to win championships with Carr. So it's fine. Like, right. okay, I would rather move on. I'd rather try and fail with a CJ Stroud over the next two, three seasons and be like, oh, wow, that guy sucked too. Then, like, what you to your point, then to keep winning five games, eight games. Oh, hey, here's a little 10 winner here. Ah, but losing the playoffs. Like, no, I, I I'm so done with that. Like I want to be great. I'm watching these other teams, Tyler. I'm watching the Eagles turn it around in 2 seasons. The Dolphins turn it around in 2 seasons. The Chiefs turn it around in 2 seasons. Uh, uh the Jaguars, shoot. The Jaguars turned it around in 2 seasons. The Bills turned it around in 2 seasons. It's doable. I'm watching these other teams that floundered. The Bengals turned it around in 2 seasons. I'm watching these other teams and I'm like, "I want that." Like, yes, I want to like I want to be like them. And we have had nine seasons of the same mediocrity. And I'm like, at some point, and, and the one the one constant through all those nine years has been Derek Carr. So yes, Derek Carr is to blame for some of this. Not all of it, but he does shoulder some of the responsibility. And at the end of the day, he we have nothing to show for the Derek Carr era. Besides, hey, he holds some records. We had a couple sweet wins. But you could say that about pretty much any quarterback out there. So, right. I mean, like you said, Tyler, nine years, his resume does not look good. Nine years in the league as a starter, nobody gets that kind of leash. Zero playoff wins, zero AFC t- you know titles, conference championships, winning your own conference for heaven's sakes. I, like nobody gets nine years of that. You might get four or five, but almost a decade of that. Come on, man. That doesn't happen in the real world, ladies and gentlemen. You don't underperform for almost a decade and keep your job in the real world and expect, oh, uh, well, I need this. Well, I need this too. I need a bigger office. Oh, I need uh, nicer computers. I need more secretaries. I need a nice car to drive around. Like at some, and if you keep underperforming, at some point people go, wait a second, I keep buying you all this junk. And 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 paying a lot of money for it, A.K.A. Adams, A.K.A. Uh, uh, Waller, Renfro, uh, and and uh, where's where's my return? Like I'm I'm not getting anything for it. No, I think actually you're the problem. Never mind. Sorry, you're gone. I'm not. I'm gonna quit getting you all this stuff. And I think that's what happened. I think, and I think Mark Davis had it up to here after the Steelers game. It was like, we're sitting here watching going guys, we win this game. We're right back in the playoff race. I mean, and all the teams had lost that day that we needed to lose. And it was like, just win the game. And like, we're right in it. And you just put up a big old goose egg. I mean, enough's enough, Tyler. That's my point. Enough's enough.
2: Yeah. And I agree. And you mentioned a team in there that, that's very intriguing. Uh, and, and yes, I understand that there are only so many Patrick Mahomes in the world. There are only so many Joe Burrows, uh, Herberts, um, you know, Rodgers, Brady's, those, the Mannings. Like, I get it. There are only so many elite quarterbacks in the world. I get that. That's fine. There's generational talents. Um, but the Bengals, you mentioned the Bengals. And look what the Bengals did. They had a pretty good defense. Yeah. They had a pretty good, you know, they added Jamar Chase. They added Joe Mixon. And they added T Higgins. And that but they got rid of Andy Dalton, who was a mid-tier quarterback. Yeah. And look who they drafted. They drafted Joe Burrow, and you know what? Burrow has just been a monster since he came into the league. And Do you think that Andy Dalton got like, oh, sorry, Andy, we're just, you know, we're just a crappy franchise and and we love you and this, that and the other. It's like, no, they wanted somebody that could be better. I think that Raiders fans have like uh, PTSD from the years of Jamarcus Russell and Andrew Walters and 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 Kerry Collins and all of those (laughs) gradkowski and I mean um what's the the red-headed rifle that we had um McGoin and oh, yeah. Connor Cook and all of those guys everybody's just like but we can't let Derek go because he keeps us in mediocrity at least we don't suck and my point to that is I don't care I would rather suck I would rather be horrible because then, maybe we hit on a couple on, yeah. a, on a couple draft picks i mean once in a while you throw mud at a wall it's gonna stick like yeah. eventually it's gonna stick the, our those drafts kind of, have, ha- yeah they're out our there. Drafts have been your horrible point. and that does not help the team and i get that and there's a lot of crap that's happened i get that but at the same time the like you said the quarterback is seen as the leader of the team. When it at the end of the day, the it's gonna be his problem. Carr could never figure out how to make the Raiders a better team under his leadership, and I yeah. think that that's the end of it. That's yeah. what it is. You can and and you can be happy about that he's gone, and you can or you can be sad about the fact that he's gone. But the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day. They're going to save $33 million against the cap next year. Well, who are they going to get? We can talk about that if you want to. I, I don't, don't really care. To me, it's just like, okay, let's move on. You know that McDaniels' job is on the line right now. It has right. to be. I mean, after the embarrassing, what, five losses where, where they're up by double digits— and yeah. then the other team comes back and loses in a in a year. They set the record for that. McDaniels and Ziegler are, are working for their jobs this year. If if McDaniels comes out and lays a dud and they're 0-3, 0-4, 1-5, he's done. Like he yeah. will be done. He knows he's got to bring in something. He's got to have a plan that's better than carr. There's a few quarterbacks out there, um, and we can talk about that. But you know, at the end of the day, Carr gave us some nice victories. He also gave us some really bad losses. I, I'm kind of neutral on it.
1: Yeah, uh, there were so many things with the car over nine years. I, it's so funny, Tyler, because like I even remember like the year he was drafted. I don't know why, but it, like it sticks out in my mind where I was. I was a lot younger, not married, no kids. Like I remember, I was working three jobs. I was so excited to have Derek Carr, that Derek Carr and Khalil Mack duo. And Derek Carr, I think that was started that roller coaster, the downhill spiral, if you will, when uh, they got rid of Khalil Mack. I think Derek Carr is a very um, emotional person, and I think when they started taking away some of those emotional pillars that he leaned on, uh, like the Khalil Mack, uh, he couldn't handle that. He, I, I think like, I don't think he would ever admit that in a thousand years, but I think it just, it messed with his psyche. There was something there. It just, it, it changed him. And same thing was when he broke his leg, like he could, he never mentally recovered from that. And so, um, yeah, he couldn't, he could never make, you had to make everything around him better. He could never make everything around himself better. He never made others around him. Look at the Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers just about made it to the playoffs with a bunch of no-name wide receivers. I mean, now you could say, but they have a good defense. They sure do. But they got nobody at wide receiver. And Aaron Rodgers is turning all these guys. And now everybody's like, well, hey, maybe this guy's going to be a great wide receiver. Hey, maybe this guy. I mean, the Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill basically half that offense cobble together a rookie and a, a cast away from the Steelers. And hey, look, they're like one of the teams to beat in the AFC. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes makes stuff happen. Because Patrick... And So so when you're mentioning, when you're talking about, you know, I get it, there aren't Patrick Mahomes. But then you start, you start rattling off this list. And it's like, there are plenty of those quarterbacks out there to be had, though. It's not like this once-in-a-generational thing. You're talking about Josh Allens, Jalen Hurts, you know... Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes. I mean, now all of a sudden, we're we're compiling a list of seven, eight, nine quarterbacks out there that that we consider elite. And it's like, okay, well, that's not far-fetched to think that the Raiders can get an elite quarterback. It's not like there are just one or two in the entire league. It's like, there's a healthy amount of elite white quarterbacks out there. So, So, yeah, it's not wrong to say... I want to swing for the fence and get one of those guys. I left Joe Burrow out there too. Another guy like we—it's time to go get a guy like that. And and look, I think a great point that you had, Tyler. Yeah, we had bad years—the Jamarcus Russells, the Brooks—and you know what? There might be some years like that ahead of us as well. But is there really any difference from going three and fourteen or six and eleven? Honestly, nope. you're better off going three There's... and fourteen because then, you are. like the Texans found out, hey, you get the first overall pick in the draft. What do you know? And, and, then, you and then you give it, it, it away to, to the Bears at the end of the season.
2: So I, I have I'm going to go on a tangent just for a second. I yeah, think yeah. Lovey Smith did that on purpose. <laughs> I I really do. I think he knew the can was coming, and he goes, you know what? Screw you guys. It I'm going last- for two.
1: One well, last I'm going to get the
2: last laugh, you sucker. Huh?
1: Oh, man. Anyway, I digress. No, that was epic, seriously. But, I mean, yeah, you are better off having a top. I mean, the Raiders, we were looking at it. We were going to have like a top four pick in the draft. Then we rattle off those dadgum three wins in a row. And it was like, well, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a Raider fan. It feels nice to win. But in the grand scheme of things, that kind of screwed us. You know, we have the seventh overall pick now instead of, while having, like, the fourth or the third overall pick at that point. So, and then now you are in the running for, like, I don't, I'm gonna say it, Tyler. I like Bryce Young. Everybody's like, oh, the guy's so small. I had somebody tell me the other day, Caleb Williams isn't good. I was like, you know, okay. Well, you can always find somebody who doesn't, you know, hate. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, before he started, the reports out of camp that he was through like five interceptions in one day. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, the Chiefs are screwed. This guy sucks. In practice, he looks terrible. Well, yeah, you know what? The Raiders looked phenomenal in practice this year. Look how that turned out for him. So the point is, you don't know, but. Uh, you know, you could have had a shot at a Bryce Young. I personally, little nugget for Raider Nation, hear me now, believe me later. I could see CJ Stroud dropping. I could see people, I could see him falling. If you want him, I could see him falling right in the Raiders' lap at seven. I could see him falling out of the top 10 pick. I'll be downright honest with you. Wouldn't shock me one bit. Um, uh, kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, who's, who, Bears quarterback? Oh, Justin Fields. Justin he, Fields. He dropped what to the 14th overall pick, something like that. Um, I could see Stroud doing the same thing. So if you're a Stroud fan, uh, I'm on the fence about him. I, I, you know, I, I see the history that Ohio State quarterbacks have in the league, and it is not a good one. Um, uh, you could say the same thing about USC quarterbacks as well. While I'm sitting here talking about wanting Caleb Williams, but the point is, um. I could see that happening. But the Raiders, those three wins really ended up like, they didn't do much besides, yay, we won. Like, that was nice. Like, moral victory. But if you want the organization to get better, as weird as it sounds, it would have been better to lose those games so you could add, you know, Kind of, you know, a once in the generational talent, like potential, like a Carter defensive tackle, which apparently we need, would be kind of nice. Him along with about eight other positions um, to the to the to the roster. Now, seventh overall pick, Tyler, we're gonna get like we're gonna either get a top offensive lineman in the NFL or we're gonna get a top defensive position of which we'd need many: D tackle, linebacker, corner, safety. So many. One of one of the number one overall prospects will be there at the seventh overall pick. Um, so that is exciting. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see where this goes. Um, but Tyler, at the end of the day, cars he's gone, and that's it. Yep. End of story. Whether you liked him or not, it doesn't matter. He's he's gone, and if you are a true Raider fan, you know what you'll you'll either Tell him, don't hit, let the door hit you in the butt on the way out, or you'll send him a thank you card, but we'll move on at the end of the day yep. and we'll get excited for the off season. At the end of the, the day, you season. have to. Yeah. I saw one guy on Bleacher report. He said, I oh, mean, I'm going to follow car wherever he goes. And I thought, well, there you go. That sounds about that, right with these guys. That's like, fine. Those are the people go you can't Go because argue he's with.
2: probably the idiot that I've been arguing with <laughs> for nine years on Twitter. <laughs> go, go away, read some books.
1: And and that I just thought those are the that, that's who you can't argue with those guys because you no you, just can't. you, can't. you just can't so he's literally going to follow Carr wherever he goes he was still a that's Raider fine. fan but he was going to follow Carr no wherever you're he goes. not it's like no you're no not you're a not Raider fan you're you are the epitome of a casual fan yes you're the epitome of yes. a bandwagoner. So, you can't have multiple favorite teams. You can enjoy watching other teams, but being like, oh, I'm a big Raider fan, and I'm a big Packer fan. Wait, what? What, what, Who's your favorite? Oh, I like them both. Okay, so then you're just a casual fan. You're a fan of football, then. Like, you can't, you know, I like the Ravens. I always thought the Ravens were a cool team. But I I don't have Ravens gear in my closet. You know, I'm not a closet Ravens fan over here. Like, oh, but every time we play the Ravens, I don't care who wins because I like them both. It's like, no, I, I want the Raiders to win. Like, I'm a diehard Raider fan, always have been, always will be. And as much as I hate that sometimes, Tyler, I hate being oh, a Raider I know fan right now for 20 years now. I've hated it, uh, minus basically two years. Um, I'm still like, I, I just it's never going to be, it's always going to be part of who I am if you're a true fan. You're going to move on this offseason and be excited and be curious to see. what. I didn't want McDaniels last year, Tyler, but I didn't jump shit. Neither did I. And not and all season, I haven't been like, yeah, McDaniels stinks. I told you guys. I'm like, you know what? I wanted Harbaugh, but you know, I still root for this team. I don't want McDaniels to be bad. I didn't want Carr to be bad. I wanted Carr to be good because I thought Carr was going to be good. I was hoping he would be an elite quarterback. But look, I understood about three years ago, he wasn't going to be. So I was ready to move on. Doesn't mean I still didn't want him to play good over the last three years. He just didn't. And it was like, yeah, kind of proves my point here. But people still beat that to death. So anyway, Raider Nation will move on. The true Raider Nation will move on. The rest will follow Carr to either... I think it's either going to be... Well, there are a lot of good teams, man. I think Tennessee... The Colts. I could see the Dolphins as well now with the 2 situation there. I think Carr's gonna find a situation that's that's real cush, real plush. Um, and we've we've outlined that AFC South and NFC South both like the rest of those that those divisions have cheeks quarterbacks in them, especially if Brady yes. leaves the NFC South. Like Carr could step in well, and be the the NFC best South quarterback. or the AFC South.
2: Right. Both of them. I mean, cause you've got Carolina's gonna need one. Yep. Tampa Bay. If Brady leaves, they're going to need a quarterback. Yeah. Um, the saints need a quarterback. There's yeah. that Dennis Allen connection there with car, Dennis Allen. Um, Dude, the Titans like are going to need my, a
1: quarterback. I think
2: the, the Colts need one. The Titans need one. Um, the, the Reggie McKenzie who drafted car is in, um, Miami is one of their personnel yeah. guys. Um, I the mean, jets there, need one. there are connections. Yeah. yeah, there are connections everywhere. And it's warm down there. Right. Everybody, I hear the Jets and I'm like, are you guys stupid or you Have just you don't learn very Car well? Have never watched Carr in well? your life? Yeah. Have you ever watched him in New York when you play against us? Like in the cold, the dude stinks. It's a proven fact. He yeah. can't win a game in the cold. So, and that's yeah, the I mean,
1: other problem. The uh, Another problem that nobody's ever pointed to. Guys, ladies, and gentlemen, Carr is terrible in the cold. You realize we have to play Denver and Kansas City twice a year, right? And at least two of those games are gonna be in cold weather. Like, it's you—you're you, gonna need somebody that can overcome that in the long run. And Carr never could. And so that in—I mean—that in and of itself is almost a fireable offense, in my opinion. It's like. You got to win in the cold. We don't play in Tampa. You know, We don't play. I mean, you play in Vegas. It's indoors. Sure. You get to go to LA and play the Chargers. But I, like it or not, the road for the AFC West title is through Kansas City. And you know what? If you're asking Carr every other year to go win in Kansas City, January 6th, you know, when it's a high of 18. Oh, well, nah, that's not going to happen. Like, it, it's never going to because it never has. I have a better
2: chance of my three-year-old listening to me than Carr winning in the cold in Kansas City.
1: Right. So, so there's just yet another problem that has always been a problem. It's never gotten better. It's not like Carr has overcome this after three or four seasons. He has, for nine years, never been able to play well in the cold. And it's just a fact. And like I said, that's almost fireable. Right there, in and of itself, especially within the conference that we play in. So, if you wanted another reason why I'm not terribly sad that Carr is gone, there's another one right there. Because we got to keep up with the, we got to keep up with the Chiefs. That's just how it is. I hate to say it; it pains me to say it, but we're going to have to for the next ten years. So, unless something happens with Mahomes, so it is what it is. But Carr is definitely going to have plenty of suitors. Tyler, I mean, look. After three days, he gets cut. Right? Um, what would be the benefit of anybody? Uh, can you think of the benefit of anybody? Unless people, there are so many quarterback hungry teams. This is the, my only thought. So many quarterback hungry teams that somebody wants to get the jump on him before somebody else. So they're willing to basically overpay for Derek Carr. Is that really the only right. scenario that happens here?
2: Well, I I think so. I think that I, I don't. You don't really see either that or. Teams are like, well, for, you know, I think next year his cap hit is like 33 million. Yeah. Maybe it's 40. And then the next, the following one is 41. He's only 31 years old. It's not like he's super old. So he claims he has his best football ahead of him. That's fine. Whatever you want to believe. Um I believe that maybe one day I'll be a millionaire. So you can believe what you want. You can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which fills first. But <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta be, you have to be good at, at the game and and I guess he's decent. Um, but no, I I think if if you don't want to get into a bidding war as a team or or with another team for his services, yeah, you say, hey, we'll we'll toss you a second rounder or hey maybe i think best case scenario is you get a one i think realistically you might get like a second and a fifth or a third and a sixth or something something yeah. like that yeah um but yeah i mean teams may be like they're so desperate like uh, carolina maybe feels oh we're just I cor- Carolina's not just a quarterback away, but there are s- several teams like maybe Miami feels like crap. Tua's toast. We really just need some consist, some a decent quarterback. We've got a good defense. We just need that help. Oh man, sorry. We just need that help at quarterback, and Carr can do that. Let's go yeah. give him a second rounder. And we'll be good. And or and a fifth and, and we'll be happy with that. And I think yeah. as if you're the Raiders, you have to take that. Because there's not Absolutely. I don't know that there's gonna be offers for first round picks. Um the nice, I would be
1: shocked the, if we got a first round pick for Carl. I would
2: too. Yep, I would as well. But you know, that there are there's pros and cons too for Derek. I mean, if if he with his no trade clause, if he decides I don't want to go there and I'm not gonna approve a tr- uh, a trade to such and such team, then he has to think, well, what am I gonna make on the open market? Am I gonna make forty one million dollars? So there's some power there that the Raiders have too of saying, look, Derek. Truth to be told, you you might fetch twenty million on the open market, maybe twenty five, but. You ain't you ain't your butt's not signing for 40 million dollars. I'm sorry. Like nobody's going to give you that. So it's in his best interest to approve a trade to pretty much anywhere because then that salary becomes guaranteed that 40 and 41 yeah. million. So it does behoove him to to accept a trade on the Raiders end though you have to come up with that trade 3 days after the Super Bowl or cut him and not get anything for him, which you're still saving $33 million right, um, right? to move on from him rather than pay him the 40 that kicks in after that date. So, I mean, there are some it's, scenarios that could play out. It could just yeah. be that he straight gets cut. It could be, be that he maybe gets traded. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see.
1: There's a, it, it, there is like both sides have power. Uh, in this negotiation, I would say it definitely favors Derek right now. Uh, but but both sides, like you said, good point. It, you know, will somebody pay him forty million a year again? I mean, how many? He's thirty one. How many good years you figure he has left? Four, five, six, maybe good good yeah. so solid years left. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, if he stays healthy, I mean, you could you could. Play till 38, probably. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady's freaking 46 years old. Right. It's, so.
1: That's insane. So, yeah, I mean, so yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you get six more years out of Derek Carr, six good years out of Derek Carr. So there might be a team that goes, the The, the good thing about this year is that there are like, at least, and I probably could come up with more names, but in my mind, at least half a dozen quarterback hungry teams and it's paired very well with a not very strong quarterback class this year i mean yes. a lot of people bryce young has a lot of red flags around that not very big not very tall uh cj stroud you know li- yeah i mean again look at the history of ohio state quarterback people are trying to hype will levis i i, I don't you know get what's that. interesting I- micah
2: what? guess who hasn't guess who hasn't uh declared for the draft yet
1: i'm not sure who's that
2: cj stroud
1: oh really
2: he has not declared for the draft yet and so in
1: there is my...
2: talk there is talk that he's thinking about coming out next year now that could change. He's got, I can't remember what the cutoff date is, but it's not very far in the future where you have to declare right. um, for the draft. Now, this year, he would be definitely probably one of the top three quarterbacks taken off the board, maybe one of Absolutely. the top three players taken off the board, but he has yet to declare. So
1: That interests me because I wonder if he's looking at Alabama's going to have a brand new quarterback, Georgia's going to have a brand-new quarterback. Really, even uh, Clemson's going to have a brand-new quarterback. Uh, Michigan might be losing Harbaugh. I wonder if he's looking at this going, look, this might be the best chance that the Buckeyes have or have had in the last decade to win it all, and I want to be the guy Maybe. to lead them year there because I've heard Alabama's quarterback doesn't look very strong. Nobody knows Georgia's quarterback hasn't played yet. So there's going to be a learning curve there. So they're going, look, there's a real chance. I'm going to be like starting week one. I'm going to be the best quarterback in college football, probably more than likely. So that see now. So, so for, for the odds of us getting something for Derek Carr, this is absolutely the best year. We have the best odds of not just having to cut him and get nothing because the quarterback draft class is weak. And, Tyler, there aren't any like other free agent... Cor- I mean, do you think anybody's chomp Do you think that the Dolphins are chomping at the bit to get Baker Mayfield? To get Jacoby Brisket? You know, to get any of these... Jimmy I mean, G. Jimmy G. I mean, that might be the only other name out there that has anything halfway decent associated with. But remember, Trey Lance hasn't... I mean, Trey Lance played what... Has he even played a game? Played one game? Something like that? Yeah, he...
2: He well, he started the year on my fantasy football team and got injured like four weeks in.
1: Okay. There and you then go.
2: Jimmy G came in and he got hurt. And now Bob Purdy. So Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, you you're right. You Trey Lance could be somebody that somebody's like, you know what? Here's another name. Uh Jordan Love. You know, it yeah. Jordan Love is not happy in Green Bay. That may be somebody that somebody's like, hey. That guy's sat on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers for four years now. Let let's give him a chance. So, I mean, Atlanta yeah. needs a quarter. The whole NFC South really needs a quarterback, <laughs> yeah, and know, maybe right? the whole AFC South.
1: Minus AFC uh, South, I think Jacksonville set. I think they've got yeah, Trevor Lawrence there. Set. But still, I mean, yeah, the Colts—they're always looking for a bridge quarterback. Yeah, you've got the Colts. Uh, Texans. I don't think Mills. I don't see them rolling with Mills long term. I could see no. Bryce Young going to the Texans actually. Um I mean, out of all the quarterbacks between free agency and the draft, Carr probably is the most surefire quarterback Yo, out
2: yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you unless know what it's you Tom have. Brady. In him. Yeah, He's unless it's Tom Brady. That's true. But yeah, that's the caveat. He's gonna be forty six. Now Tom Brady's had a good year still. I mean, heaven's to Betsy through 40, 4,500 yards. What was it? 24 touchdowns. Um, so the dude's still balling, but you want a guy that's still in his prime, who has nine years as a starter under his belt, who has led his team to a couple of playoff appearances. You can say, uh, you need a guy, you need a game manager. You know, Tennessee could use a game manager because yep. everything yep. runs through Derrick Henry And honestly, play action would probably fit Carr the best. Run it all through Henry and play action out of that. That would probably be ideal. Now, Tennessee's going to have to add some wide receivers, though. Um, uh, But Tennessee, I've looked at Tennessee. I think Miami's another optimal place because they also have a good defense. It's warm weather. And shoot, he's got Waddle and Hill sitting right there for him. I mean, that's like. And you're in that—I uh, mean, now, you would have to go through the Bills. That would be the only problem. Does Derek Carr want to play the Bills and the Patriots twice a year? Eh, maybe not.
2: That's you cold. Know?
1: That is cold. So it, it is going to be— it's gonna And be, the
2: Jets. I mean, that whole division I, besides Miami is cold.
1: Right. I, I don't understand the Jets one. I Like I said, if anybody's watched Carr over the last nine years— like, pretty much, I would put a fork in any place that gets cold after October, which would include, you know, the Jets. I don't I don't see any way. I think Carr would veto that trade. If the Jets were like, hey, we'll give you a first and a fourth. I think Carr would be like, hell no, <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so, that, I mean, I think there are going to be plenty of suitors for Carr. So that is exciting as far as trying to get something for him. Uh, because it kind of looks bleak when you first look at it. It's like, well, why wouldn't a bunch of teams just be like, well, we'll wait for him to become a free agent. But that's the, that's the key. There are a bunch of teams that I think feel that they are like a quarterback away too. I think Tennessee feels like they're a quarterback away. I don't, I, I've said this, if, if Brady get, if, if the Bucks get bounced by the Cowboys Monday, uh, I think they'll, I think Tampa Bay could move on from Brady Um, I think the bucks will look at their roster though, and go, look, we're just a quarterback away again. I think the dolphins feel the same way. Um, I think even the Colts in ways with, with Taylor over there and, and their defense, I think they even feel like they're, they felt like they were a quarterback away for about five years now. So, um, but it's been interesting, man. I've seen all kinds, I've saw somebody this evening, they were hoping that, uh, you know, maybe we could get Andrew Luck out of retirement. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's a whole off season of this, isn't it? Like we're going to have to, we're going to have to wait for February. That's, that's just what can we're going to have put, to do.
2: Can I put one quarterback for the Raiders that will not be on the radar? And I just want to, I just want to put this out there. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is not leaving Green Bay. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. And the reason why is because Green Bay can't afford for Aaron Rodgers to leave (laughs) because they're either, uh, like, they're not going to cut him, obviously. That's a $98 million cap hit. And then there are other, I sent you a tweet the other day, and it, it boggled my mind with all the different scenarios. I don't know if you read it, but if you trade him before June 1st, there's so much cap money that gets taken off this year, like $56 million in cap space for the Packers. If you trade him after um, June 1st, half of that hits this year, so it's like $23 million, and then the next year it's like $23 of dead cap space. If Aaron Rodgers retires, he actually doesn't get all of that money, Aaron Rodgers has $58 million of reasons why to play for the Packers this year. Goodness. So I don't think Rodgers is leaving as much as I would like to have him in the black, in, in silver and black. I, I don't think he's coming. I think, like no. you said, you're looking at Brady. You're looking at Jimmy G. You may swing a trade for Mac Jones, which I hope they don't. Uh, Mm Because that's going to take some draft capital that we need to hit on some defensive picks this year. Something fierce. That I mean, if you look, like you said, we need defensive linemen. We need defensive ends. We need linebackers. We need corners, and we need a couple safeties probably. And I mean, right there, you're.
1: Yeah, that's. You're not going to fill I, all the holes. I bet the
2: defense, besides Max Crosby next year, and maybe Chandler Jones and Hobbs, who else is starting back there? Maybe Merrig. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of holes to fill on that defense.
1: So, and so, the, I
2: feel like the offensive line needs a lot of help too.
1: Oh yeah, hundred. We could do. In fact, what we'll do then, I want to I want to cover all this, but we've run a little long here, so we'll cover it in the next episode, but I want to end with this. We have a great call from John Russo, a longtime follower of the podcast, and then Tyler, after the call, I want to get into, to wrap up the show, who do you want to see as the quarterback next year? So let's get to the call, and then we'll answer the all-important question.
3: Micah and the lustiest voice in sports entertainment, Birch. I hope you are well. It has been far too long. Our season is complete. This first year of McNuggets, we went from 10, I'm sorry, yep, 10 and 7, the fifth seed in the AFC to 6 and 11, right? Yep, 6 and 11, 6th uh, overall in the draft, so quite the turnaround there. And, uh, that was a painful year. Um, Obviously, you saw Derek Carr got benched a couple weeks left in the season. Soft did him. Looked really good against San Francisco. Didn't look so good uh, week 18 against Kansas City. Um, You know, we didn't pass protect great week 18 against Kansas City, but, you know, definitely didn't look like the same guy the week before against San Francisco. And uh, so, with him being a pending free agent, I don't think anybody's really jumping all over him being our guy moving forward with Carr saying his goodbye today. I don't think uh, people are considering really Stidham as the long-term answer, which leaves us with, I've heard people say Rodgers, but he's under contract. So that leaves you with guys like uh, Baker, Jimmy G, uh, Tom Brady, possibly. And, uh, yeah, so not a bunch of great options free agency-wise. Uh, I guess Brady would be the best of that bunch. And uh, he still throws for a lot of yards, and if we're going that pre-agent route, which I expect we would, I would have to hope for Brady, I suppose. As hard as that is to say. And, uh, I'd like us to draft a guy, but I'm, I'm just, I know that these guys don't really like drafting rookie quarterbacks. I guess they could try to swing a trade for Mac Jones as he has struggled mightily without, uh, nuggets. So that's a possibility. Anywho, want to hear your thoughts on the uh, quarterback search, how you think that might go. Um, salary cap, right now we have about 31 mil. With Once we trade Derek Carr, it would go to 60 million. Part of the good thing he said today when saying his goodbyes is that he wants to go win a championship, so he's open to be traded. That's good. Didn't want him to get cut. That would have been terrible, and we would have been stuck with that salary cap and got nothing for him. So McDaniels was asked about a grade for his first year as Raiders coach. He didn't want to give one, which I thought was a good decision because he wouldn't want him to say F. I'm almost out of time here, uh, needs going in, salary cap 60 million once we trade car, which would be the third most. Needs, uh, obviously still D-tackles, corners, uh, obviously a quarterback, and uh, maybe a linebacker, maybe a tackle. Alright, hope you guys are well, take care, and let me hear your thoughts.
1: John, great to hear from you once again. Thank you for the call, man. Hope all is well with you, obviously. Been a long, tough season as well for you. Um, Painful year. (laughs) Yes, I would. That's a, uh, that about sums it up. Um, uh, I thought one thing that he mentioned, and Tyler, this segues into kind of the question I had for you. Um, He said it pains him to say it, but he'd take Brady. And, and, I want to jump on that really quick. I want to start the ball rolling here first. I don't disagree and and this is almost blasphemy amongst the Raider community if you believe this. I and I don't understand that, Tyler. I don't understand it because it's like, well, because of the the fumble. It's like Br- Brady wasn't the one who said it was a fumble? Brady didn't go under the hood and go, "Yeah, I totally held on to that ball." Or, "Yeah, that was totally a forward pass." I I, almost, I about ninety nine percent guarantee you Brady was sitting over on the sidelines thinking shoot there goes the game like dang that wasn't Brady's fault for the call if you want to get mad at somebody get mad at the refs so so to not want Tom Brady just because of that fumble or non fumble like th- th- in my opinion that's kind of ridiculous like so so I'm so somebody wants Brady which segues into my point. Or to the question of who do you want to see next year? John, I'm with you. Out of all the free agent quarterbacks out there, and, and this might upset a lot of people, but I don't care. I'd rather have Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo, when I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, I look at Derek Carr. And I'm like, in fact, maybe a less mobile, if they, if you can even have that, a less mobile Derek Carr. And I'm like, uh, no thanks. Jacoby Brisket, no. Baker Mayfield, no. Uh, go get yourself a massage, Watkins. No, um, uh, I'm sorry, Watson. Uh, you know, I, there are all these quarterbacks out there. I, out of all of them, Rogers is off the table. So, to, out of all of those guys, if I if I was gonna risk it for the biscuit on a free agent, yeah, Tom Brady makes the most sense. The dude's a baller. Dude has seven Super Bowl rings. It's not like he's had a terrible year. In fact, he's had a very solid year. Um, and we need somebody who's going to get on, you know, get up into some people's faces, start yelling at his receivers, you know, get get a little angry, get get upset, throw some iPads around there, some windows surfaces around on the sideline. We need that again. Uh, we don't need a, hey, buddy, buddy, on the sideline anymore at quarterback. And that's kind of who a Car was. And I don't like that personality out of somebody who's supposed to be leading a bunch of men into victory. Um, I would rather somebody who's going to chew you out and get up in your face and tell you to do your job right, um, or else go sit on the sideline. And Brady's that guy. I wouldn't mind Brady for a year. He's familiar with Josh McDaniels. I think out of all the quarterbacks, because you're not going to get a Bryce Young, that's the only other quarterback I like. I like Bryce Young in the draft. I don't like Will Levis, not a fan of CJ Stroud. So out of everybody this year, for me personally, I'd rather go with Tom Brady. If you cannot get Tom Brady, I would rather just roll with Stidham and, hey, maybe Stidham comes out and balls out and it's like, hey, this guy's a future. Or we just suck. And it's like, hey, great, we'll suck for Caleb Williams next year. That's my opinion. That's my take on anything. So love it or hate it, I'm like Brady or bust. Um, I don't even know if I like the idea of trading up to get somebody like Bryce Young just because I think it's going to cost so much. And for the Raiders, we need so much. And we need our draft picks. Man, like, we yes, just, we like you mentioned, and we have we need so many holes to fill. Yeah, so it's like I, as tempting as that would be because I don't think the Bears are looking for a quarterback. I think the Bears would be more than willing to trade. I think you're going to have to give up multiple first round picks to get into that first spot, to get a Bryce Young. Now, Bryce Young might not go first overall, but I think he goes probably top three. So that's my uh, pick. Yeah. I'll go Brady, and if you can't get Brady, roll with Stidham, stink, and pick up a Caleb Williams next year. Tyler, what are your thoughts? What, what, what do you see the quarterback? How would you like the quarterback situation to go down?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I, I think you and I are pretty much on the same page. Um, uh, last year, the Tom Brady thing came up and I, I struggled with that this year. I don't struggle with that. I, for whatever reason, my mind has changed. Um, if, if Derek Carr has a good relationship with Josh McDaniels and they can come in, all I want to see, Micah, is a, is a dang playoff victory. We haven't won a playoff game in 20 years, If Brady can do that, then hallelujah, like pass him over. We'll take the sloppy thirds. I'm, I'm (laughs) fine with that. I, I I just want to see the Raiders succeed. And before I die, I mean, it's, it's just, I plan on living quite a while. I may not, but I'd like in my lifetime to see the Raiders win a playoff game that I can actually remember um instead of 20 years ago and so i think i think what you said is is probably the most the best scenario brady comes in they re-sign stidham uh as like the backup quarterback he learns maybe a couple years from uh brady or maybe brady does well and and he stays for a couple years and and then you have a chance to move up in a draft if you fill some holes in your roster. Um, I think that's probably the best situation. I'm not a fan of Garoppolo because he's always hurt. He's just a glass doll. and it I, I don't to me he's a he's a lateral move from Derek Carr. Yep. like yep. he's he's knows the system better. Than card would, but at the same time, he hasn't played with McDaniels for quite a while. It's probably like riding a bike. You pick it right back up. But I mean, the same may be said about Brady. I'm not sure. I'm not an offensive guru. I'm not a play calling guru, but I think your best bet is probably try to get Brady. Um, I did hear that he bought a house in Las Vegas last week. So there's that rumor for the rumor mill. Oh, um, boy. And I think that's probably what they're doing is they're probably going, all right, Tom, can you can we pay you uh, $25 million, you know, with all of it guaranteed? So like a $50 million contract for the next two years, we get you an offensive line, we revamp the defense, uh, and come in and get us to the playoffs. Will you do that? Because – like I mentioned earlier, McDaniels is is coaching for his coaching career. He will yeah. never get another shot at being a head coach if he fails here. He just won't. That's how the NFL works. He nobody will give him another shot. So I think he knows I've got a hit on my quarterback, I've got a hit on the defense this year, and we have to win games or and show improvement. I think anything less than the playoffs next year for McDaniels, I think they fire him. I really do. I just don't think that Davis will be, I I think he was going to give Gruden like 10 years on that contract, whether he did well or not. I don't think he will do the same with McDaniels. And for everybody who thinks that Mark Davis is cash poor, the dude's not cash poor. I'm sorry. Look at the house he's building in Vegas. Look at how much the Raiders ring in from other teams coming to Allegiant stadium or from other teams fans. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. like he is raking in dough right now. And, and it, he may be embarrassed that Raider nation doesn't show up, but he should be embarrassed of the product that the dudes put on the field. I mean, it's, it's been yeah. ugly. If you're embarrassed about something, be embarrassed for the past 20 years and, and you're firing a coach every other year and you're, You know, just
1: be embarrassed that you left Oakland, too, that you went out. Be embarrassed
2: embarrassed of your barber. I mean, (laughs) if we're going that far, we (laughs) might as well throw that in there, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of other things to be embarrassed about other than just, well, the Raiders lads don't show up. Well, guess what? They're selling their tickets for like three times their face value. Do you right. want to go watch ex- the commitment to excrement or make a couple extra hundred dollars and pay for Christmas oh, yeah. for the year?
1: I mean, and those, because those ch- tickets aren't cheap. So these dudes, I, I, people got to be making thousands, like tens oh, of thousands are. a year on the resale of their tickets. So yeah, would you would you like to go watch how the Raiders have played this year? Uh, or somebody will offer you $1,500 for your ticket or $2,000 for your ticket and you're like... Yeah, I th- I think I'll do that and I'll watch it uh, from my house and then I'll pocket a cool 2000 this Sunday. Um
2: Yeah, yeah. or they've got four tickets and they just made 8000.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and th- and that just we could have a we could have a 5-hour podcast. I know. On, I'm on, sorry. I digressed on the, again. On on what is wrong with the Raiders and again, I mean, you're, we're blaming everybody. Uh Mark is definitely Uh, to blame as well in all of this. I mean, just the the show that we've had to put up with for this long. And uh, yeah, I mean, it starts at the top, Tyler, and it starts with Mark Davis, and it goes all the way down. But like you said earlier in the podcast, at some point, you know, The mud sticks. A blind squirrel finds an acorn every (laughs) once in a while. And that's kind of what I've started just to rely on. I'm like, look, I don't think Mark really knows what he's doing when it comes to hiring people. So we just, as Raider fans, have to hope that he gives the right guy a shot. Kind of basically that the stars align. And then that right guy gets the right quarterback. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know sweet. We're on the gravy train for the next 10 to 15 years. And because it wasn't because of Mark Davis's, you know, intuition and know-how and savvy as the owner. It's just that, look, we've gone through so many failed people that, oh, hey, we we found a little golden nugget finally. And uh, that golden nugget took us to the promised land. So... Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, It's going to, dude, it's going to be an insane offseason. Because the other thing, too, for like a Brady, look who he's going to get to throw to. You know, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, presumably have Josh Jacobs behind you. Shoot, they might even keep Darren Wall around. I mean, they paid the man. You may as well keep him around. So you might, uh, that to me, at the end of the day, Tyler, I want to win. I don't care who's quarterback. And that's that, That's where so many of these fans are emotional. No, I don't want... Uh, they don't want to... You don't want to win because of something that happened 20 years ago that wasn't his fault at the end of the day. So that's... You, you don't want to see our team have the best chance of winning because of that. Well, th- th- now you're just you're, you're just emotional. And, and the world right. doesn't run on emotion. I'm sorry. You're not successful by just running on emotion. Nobody's successful that way. So, uh, if I don't care if Tom Brady uh, like, if Tom Brady puts us in the playoffs next year, yeah, I'm all for it. And I'm pretty certain pretty much 98% of Raider Nation would be perfectly happy with that. If
2: I if think they'd Tom forget Brady, real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden they they would they would be like, "Oh, you know, this isn't so bad if the Raiders were playing this weekend and Brady had us say it like the third seed or something like that. So
2: Yeah. I think people yep. would forget real quick as soon as that Super Bowl ring hits, they'd be like, Oh hey, yes, this is what... I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> Poetic justice. <laughs> I I called for it for day one. I hated Derek Carr's guts. It's like, <laughs> listen. I'll call him RC for short, but listen, RC, you love Derek Carr. I know you did, so but he would be the first one pumping his fists in the air, I guarantee you.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's, I, I've had a hard time trying to understand why so many people have, like, been so, so many of these bloggers have been defending Derek Carr from day one. But the the thing about Derek Carr is because he was such a cool guy, and such a, like, he was just, he was cool with everybody. He was a lot of these bloggers meal ticket to kind of make their way into Raiders media because he would grant them an interview and I've been in these circles and I, I you got an interview with like a starting quarterback in the NFL that's gold that's cash in the bank it doesn't matter what level you're at if you get the opportunity to ask any starting quarterback in the NFL even two or three questions for a minute like there are going to be a ton of of these blog things out there. The these silver and black prides, these uh uh any any number I, I can't even think off the bat, but any of these blog sites out there that will be hitting you up going, bro, you want to come right with this? Bro, you wanna be on a podcast with this? Yeah, uh, th- that's that's gold in the bank. And so when carr leaves, car was their meal ticket. Carr was the reason they got in on this and got the 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 Instagram followers, the Twitter followers, they got people hitting them up on YouTube lives. And so now their meal tickets leave in town. And so that's why they're just, there's this, like this outpouring, this gushing of, oh my gosh, because not only do was uh, they, they kind of see their future in media heading out the door, but, uh, they also like, this is, they've dreaded this day. They, they never wanted this day to come. So th- it's that's that explains a lot of why when you see some of these and you're like, but there's not a lot of rational thinking going into this. But what's going on? <laughs> well, it's because their seat at the table, the person who got them, their seat at the table is leaving. So now their seat at the table is very much in jeopardy. So that, there's just a little peek, a little inside peek there for Raider Nation. If you're wondering why some of these guys here on like Twitter or bleacher reporter wherever and it's like what what's with the love man I I just I don't get it. You have to remember there's a lot more going on here for these basically they're bloggers is what it is. So there you go. And uh, here it behind the eye patch, Tyler and I don't pretend to be what we aren't. Even though we are certified insiders, do you hear us brag about it? Nay. We keep that to our we are humble if anything here at behind the eye patch. <laughs> A
2: and, Too uh, humble.
1: We're just two guys that are passionate about Raider football. Sometimes We three. know a thing or two. That sometimes three when the third decides to show up. Um uh <laughs> you know, I'm 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 gonna get catch hell from Birch next time I see him. Probably. Um, but uh but you know, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two when it comes to football, and we don't ever pretend we aren't who we are. Tyler and I'm proud of that and we just keep the podcast rolling even if it's one podcast every few months but yeah. uh,
2: one you know one every four months we make it good we make it worth your while
1: amen amen and you know now that the season's over I feel like I'm actually kind of rejuvenated I'm excited <laughs> there's mo- like I'm excited
2: for is, next year
1: yeah there's like a new chapter in in Raider history starting now and I'm excited to see where it goes I don't have my hopes up too high right now, but by about June, um, we're going to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes, so we'll try to keep the podcast at least at least once or twice a month. We'll try to keep them coming more regularly. We've got the draft right around the corner, free agency right around the corner, obviously as teams start to drop out of the playoff picture, the car rumor mill is going to heat up more and more, so we'll get in on all of that, touch on all of that, so um, but Ty, you got anything else for Raider Nation before we sign out? I
2: do not, man. It's been fun. I Like we said before, it just gets kind of boring beating a dead horse every week. So this was refreshing. There's something new, something exciting to talk about, something to look forward to, whether it's a good yeah. thing to look forward to or a bad thing. Uh, we'll find out in about a year from now. So uh, catch us back in about a year. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're going to. We're gonna try to get a little bit more consistency, like Micah said. But no, enjoy the off season. I always like the rumor mills and everything like that, smoke screens around the draft. That's always fun.
1: Oh yes, oh yes. Hope runs high in the off season, and that's about the only thing really we've been able to cling to over the past twenty years is that hopeful off season. So, Raider <laughs> Nation, thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in to the next episode.
2: Just win, baby.